This, 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 we are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk. How you doing? Hope you're well. Thank you so much for downloading today's show. Yeah, I am back off my holidays and I'm feeling aggressive. I'm not proud of myself. I'm not proud you of myself. Dirty, dirty you know scouse pig. I've That's been... what you've been doing. <laughs> the reason for the aggression is because of this. I rushed back, rushed back for some Anthony Crawler action at the yep. weekend. Yeah, text me saying, I'm just getting through passport control. Who's in the ring now? Yeah. It's bonkers. Absolutely, right? So I get there. The first fight I see Saturday night is the Battle of Blackpool. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> However, what that aggression needs is a good night out. And I've been on the blag, not just for me, but for you as well. He said, hey, lads, fancy, do you fancy a guest list? Fucking right, we fancy a guest list. Yep. How many can we have on that guest list? For you boys, unlimited. Crack on, right? So therefore, this is what we are so we going took, to do. So we took the piss. <laughs> We've taken the piss massively, right? You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Welcome to episode 87 of the Fight Disciples podcast. Yes, motherfuckers, I am back. <laughs> Never mind all this scouse loving that's been going on. Got a cheeky off. little tan there, lad. A little cheeky tan. Gone for it, Anna. Gone for it. Last two days were dog shit and I was listening to your shows actually um, whilst the weather wasn't too good in Tenerife um, and you obviously giving it the big one with Derry Matthews I hope it's shit I hope it's pissing down I hope it's cloudy well sunshine when I was listening to the show it was exactly that so well done you got your wish didn't you got your Little wish rain dancer was doing whoop uh, good show, actually. I had a good listen to that. I good. enjoyed the Derry Matthews uh, breakdown, going through his career and what have you. Really good listen. Yeah. Well yeah. done, you. It was uh, thoroughly enjoyable. Mm. And, um, you know, a few of our listeners out there as well were asking the question, Adam, who? You know, I wasn't... I wasn't a few. Know. One dickhead. <laughs> One dickhead twist, uh, tweeted us saying, oh, really enjoyed this with Derry Matthews. No need for Catterall to come back. Well, sunshine, you're banned, right? You're banned because I've got something... Have you blocked up. him on Twitter? I'm blocking him from the Fight Disciples. The reason being is because I've got something very special coming up later on in the show. Then you're going to be wanting to suck me dick, aren't you? You're going to be wanting to get back into me pants. You're going to be thinking to yourself, oh, Adam, I'm really sorry for slagging you off. Please let me come. Literally, let me come. That's what you're going to be shouting, Sunshine, later on. So make sure you keep it on this episode, because I've got a little bit of a prize up for grabs for everybody uh, coming a little bit later on. Um, one thing that I did enjoy this morning when we turned up to the studio to obviously record uh, today's show is that uh, Nick, obviously the professional as ever, decided to skip breakfast. You missed the train on the way in this morning, didn't you, son? I did, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to do my piece for the environment. And by that, I mean Mrs. Paul's, you know... Puts a, puts a foot down and claims the car with it for him and the kids for the day. So I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. left to jump the train into Liverpool City Centre Missed to record it. the show. Missed, Missed the train this morning. Missed breakfast. Missed breakfast. What did you turn up eating? He gets oh, out man. the lift, right, in our studios today, yeah? I'm sat there eager as a bean. I've been away for a week. I've, I, I didn't take my phone on holiday or anything like that. It's quite weird, that whole scenario. I'll talk about that on the UFC show tomorrow because there's too much to go through with not having your phone on the holiday. So we'll do that on tomorrow's show. But I've been, uh, I've been out of the loop. I comes in, I'm really keen, I've had my cornflakes, I've had my ready break this morning, I'm buzzed up, I'm at the studio, I'm waiting. This clown turns up eating a fucking pasty at <laughs> nine o'clock. At nine I'm, o'clock a pasty! I'm not proud of myself, I'm not proud you of myself. dirty, dirty you know scouse pig, I've that's been, what you've been doing. <laughs> I've been, you know what, I've, I've sorted my diet out the last few years as well, that was such a fucking low point in my life, but... I was famished when I got off the train, and as you know, I missed the I train. Passed I passed it. Wait, mate, it was nine o'clock. Go, only... to, go and get yourself a bacon putty. You're eating pastry. I, I went and past beef at nine o'clock. <laughs> I went past Greg's, and I thought, 
I'm gonna have to do. It. I'm gonna have to get something because we're gonna rock and roll with the show. Goes in there, no bacon left, no sausage left, no sausage rolls left. Jesus Christ, none at, at all nothing, at nine o'clock. Nothing. It's Liverpool got said, goes crazy. You've you've mixed missed the breakfast rush. She said. I said. So what have you got? That she went. I've got some cold cheese pasties. I said. Come on, girl. Cold cheese pasties to start the day. She went. I've got one warm steak slice. I said. Well, give me the steak slice. Go on, and then son. when I seen you and I come out the lift. I was I was doing well just to hold it down to be honest with you. Never again, never again. That was a real low point in my life, to be honest. It, it did actually a, remind me a little bit of my holiday, and the reason why it reminded me. Don't tell be- me that Greg's in in the Costas. No, no, no. It was, the reason why we went away during probably the biggest fight week so far of the year. Yeah. I know. Um, was because it was my dad's 60th, right? So my mum did this surprise thing. My dad's 60th, we goes out to uh, Tenerife, enjoys herself. All the family's out there, right? Now, have you ever been abroad with your parents as an adult? Um, don't think so. Honestly, I don't know what your parents are like, but my mum, right, I, I kept t- telling my mum that she was tight on holiday, right? But she says, I'm not tight, son. I'm careful. I look after the pennies, the pounds take care of themselves. She's that type of character, right? We get on our budget airline, which we were, and that's not the point that I'm trying to make here, that it was a budget airline. We got on the budget airline to go on our holidays, right? Um, and it was only four, it's only four and a half hour flight, isn't it? Four hour flight to Tenerife, yeah? Yeah, yeah. We're all sat down enjoying ourselves, having a little bit of a conversation. Bear in mind, I've got my kids on there. My mum and dad's there and everybody's there and what have you. My mum opens up a fucking packed lunch, right? <laughs> on the plane. On the plane. <laughs> there's sausage rolls, there's meat pies, there's sandwiches, there's crisps being passed over people's heads. I'm thinking, fucking hell, what's going on here? Look at this. The twits have bloody turned up on this flight. <laughs> Unbelievable. Proper clampets. Gets better. Gets better, right? Because on the, one of the last days, she's, we had different apartments, right? So she sat on the balcony of our apartment and I'm having a bit of a crack with her. And she goes, have you had that fruit bowl? And I said, what do you mean? That fruit bowl that they give you free when you, you know, when you turn up to your apartment, they put a fruit bowl on, right? Yeah, yeah. And there was a complimentary bottle of wine on the on the thing, and I thought, no, I'm not having any. I don't have any of that, Mum. What are you talking about? Honestly, she got up, she nicked all the fruit out of my fruit bowl, put it in her bag because she was put, she was packing it and she was going to use it on the flight on the way home. She took the bottle of wine because your dad will have that tonight. No problem. She nicked the bottle of wine. <laughs> Off she goes. And then goes to her apartment, obviously having a little bit of a crack wear and what have you. In her bag, there was biscuits, cereals, you name it, that she hadn't used on the holiday. Tea bags. Taking them I'm home. Like, I'm thinking, fucking hell, Mum. What, what, firstly, what have you done bringing them? And two, you're taking them home, you tight, yeah? <laughs> Half a packet of hobnobs going That's back it, home with it. Take them back home. Like, hey, they cost me a few quid then, you know what I mean? I'm taking them back home. <laughs> I'm careful. I'm careful. Class. My mum. Superb. Wonderful woman. At least, you had, at least you had mum and dad on tap to babysit the kids. Anyway, right. you and the missus must have had a few nights out. No, no nights out. I just got a couple of hours off to listen to you slag me off on the bloody podcast whilst they were playing with him in the swimming pool. That's basically what I got. That was my holiday, mate. Great. And then, and then, to top it all off, there'll be people tuning into the show for the first time ever now thinking, I thought this was about fucking boxing. What's this guy going on about bloody <laughs> pork pies in Tenerife for? Listen, we are talking about boxing because... I rushed back, rushed back for some Anthony Crawler action at the yep. weekend. Yeah, text me saying, I'm just getting through passport control. Who's in the ring now? Yeah. Bonkers. Absolutely, right? So I get there. The first fight I see Saturday night is the Battle of Blackpool. <laughs> <laughs> imagine. Imagine. <laughs> honestly, I've, I've rushed my kids. My kids are half asleep, right? I've rushed them through passport control. I've paid extortionate prices on one of them ridiculous taxis that they would skank you on at the bloody airport. Yeah. I've got myself back. I've dumped the bags. The wife's playing hell. The kid's kicking off. I gets him into bed. I gets the baby to bed. Everybody's... I've got the telly on. I'm going, wicked. Let's get it on now. Let's have a quick look at this. 
and I'm watching a fucking exhibition between two bloody donkeys from bloody Blackpool Promenade it was, uh, just tapping each other. As I put on as I put on our Twitter, it was about as exciting as a night out in Blackpool. It was fucking awful. Awful. And you know what? The best thing about it was when I watched it back on the Sunday, Tony Bellew's commentary on the it. inside. Nailed and he it. just went, Listen, I'm Tony Bellew. I've I'm, I've already made my money. I've not got to sugarcoat anything for anyone. That was shite. Mm. That was two sparring partners going at it. But you think to yourself, with the situation that Brian Rose is in with his career exactly. at this moment in time, that he's just gone, fuck he's it, said, I've got to go for it. If I don't win this, I've, my career's over. Why did the fuck didn't he roll the dice then and go for it? It was mm. such an absolute letdown. You know, the crazy thing was, it was in the aftermath of Friday night's show in Wigan, where we had two scousers going at it, Colquhoun and uh, Adam Ismail, Central Area title, I think it was, up at Robin Park in Wigan, live on Steve Wood's uh, Facebook account. No TV there, no nothing. A sm- proper small hall barnstormer. Two of them knocked seven kinds of shite out of one another for the duration. Brilliant fight. Scored a draw. That was a local derby. That was local pride. That's the... That thing on Saturday night, honestly, I, those two guys must be so embarrassed now after that performance because there's all it's all good and well being mates and respecting each other and you know, but at the end, of, this is this is their livelihoods. Mm. Both of them came out with zero credit for that performance, and um, so disappointing because you know they talk in in the in the way in the day before they fucking went for each other. Yeah, I saw they, that. You know that was the, the most exciting thing about the entire fight was the fucking weighing mm. when they actually at least pretended they were going to go for each other. It was poor man. Then poor. off the back of that, I then decide. Well, what what did Lawrence O'Coley do? Let's have a look at Lawrence O'Coley. Yeah. Twenty seconds. Fucking hell, blinking. You miss it. He yeah. went in. Who the fuck was he fighting? Forrest Gump. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Some Talk about was... ham fed. Go on, Lawrence. You can come out, sunshine. Let's have a big thing here. And this geezer comes out that looks like he's never laced up a pair of gloves. Unbelievable. He yeah, took it. I think, he I took think it the sweet, guy was. It? I think the guy was zero for two. But I'd have fancied myself against that guy to be honest. Mate, with I'd you. have took him out. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. But listen, you can't blame Lawrence. All no, Lawrence going to do is destroy the person put in front of you. But it harks back to something that we talk about all the time, and that. Is He's ready for elite, level already. Elite level international amateurs yeah. do not need to come in and beat up bums for look, the first Look at that. Look what I've written on today's notes. Lawrence O'Coley, too good to piss about with journeymen. That's exactly. what I've written there. Exactly. Exactly. Casey Taylor in the fourth fight, fighting a former world champion. That's where you've got to be. O'Coley needs to be moved through. He should have a sudden area title fight next. Yeah. And then an English title fight by the end of the year. Yep. Then looking at British titles at the end of 2018. And it, that's not rushing these guys. It's just that they already are an elite level. Look at fucking my boy Lomachenko. Straight in with a world title fight. Not to harp on about Lomachenko every week. He's like next like week. Do, He's next week. He's fighting Jason Sosa next excited. week. Look at you. You've jizzed all over the gaff. No, exactly. Early doors, come too you? soon. The story <laughs> of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk crawler, man. Um, obviously, on last week's show, you heard from Anthony Crawler. He was um, extremely excited about the prospect of taking on Linares again. We've bigged him up because at the end of the day, there were other options for him. But to take on uh, a man that beat him convincingly in the first fight, let's be straight, he did. Uh, to take that opportunity and to take that challenge again the second time round takes a huge amount of balls. I don't think anybody, anybody has lost any respect for uh, no. Anthony Crawler off the back of the what, what we all saw on Saturday night because his balls are even bigger uh, than we imagined. Uh, first time round, but are we are we actually debating the size of Anthony Collins? They're fucking massive. Right now, They're or? absolutely massive, mate. Absolutely huge. However, right? That's I, a, that, do you know what? That's I, enough said on that subject, though. Because one, yeah. this is I fucking hate this. 
Don't describe a losing fighter as brave. No. Don't describe him as, no. you know, because he's a fucking professional fighter. Of course he's brave. There's no worse insult. I tweeted you at the weekend. I said, is the equivalent... <laughs> I let the world know. I tweeted that, Adam, after that fight, when, when they, they're doing the interviews and stuff, and they was, oh, such a brave lad. That's the fucking... Equi- describing a boxer who's just lost a title fight or lost any fight. Um, and been beat up for the for the duration of the fight. You know, let's be honest. And to then go, oh, he was he's so brave. That's the equivalent of getting set up, setting your mate up on a blind date with a fat beard and describing her by saying, oh, she's got a bubbly personality. She's fat. Yeah, fucking hell, we know what bubbly personality means. Let's just say, call a spade a spade. So, yeah, man. Anyone do not describe a defeated boxer as brave. I wasn't going to. I know. I'm just talking to the. I'm just the, saying the his balls are massive. Now. Yeah, That's yeah. all I was saying. He has got big balls. Right. Okay. But, but let me ask you this: but, before but, we get before we wax lyrical about Linares, let me ask you this: Was it a mistake to go straight back in with Linares? No. Why? Because he want he wants his belts back. I think Anthony Crawl is a different type of human being. Yeah. Um. He has. You become world. My mentality is: you become world champion, then it's time to cash in. Let's go make a, a boatload of cash, right? Yep. Anthony Crawl has technically not really done that. He's taken on the biggest challenges. He becomes yep. champion, beating Dallas Perez. Then he takes on Ismael Barroso. Everybody's, avo- everybody's avoiding him. Yep. He takes him on and takes him out in five, six rounds, whatever it was. Amazing. Yeah? Then you've got a situation where people are saying that uh, Jorge Linares is the. It could be the best lightweight. We don't know that because we saw him against Kevin Mitchell and he was he was shit, let's be honest. He wasn't as good as where we saw at the weekend. No. So then you think to yourself, Linares is on the slide. Everybody's saying that Linares is the bollocks. Let's get Linares. So that's the first fight, yeah? Linares surprises everybody by a fantastic display, even more so in the latter rounds because he normally switches off. We normally yeah. see him fade at the end of fights. He, sw- he switches it on um, after he buzzes Anthony in the sixth round and he takes him to town. Fair play. Yep. So, the, so you think to yourself, he can't do that again. Because Linares hasn't done that before. He hasn't done that before. So you're thinking to yourself, let's take that fight again. I know what I did wrong in that first fight. Anthony was well in that first fight. He admitted he got buzzed in the sixth and that took his zap out of his shots in his seventh, eighth and ninth round. And then he starts to come on again a little bit, okay? Yeah. So why not take that fight again? Because one, there's the opportunity of retribution. I'm sure there's a few quid in it for him as well. And you don't think that Linares is going to do that again. Fair enough. Linares turns up and he's even better than he was the first time round. That, for me, at the weekend, Anthony Crawler, and I said this to Anthony Crawler himself after the fight, yeah, I started following him in at the De Vere Hotel, mate, in Bolton, 2007, yep. watching fights like that, yeah. You're not telling me, if somebody had said to me in 2007, sat down watching him um, beat up some kid in four, five, six rounds, is this guy going to be a world champion? And I said, probably not, but I'm going to enjoy the ride with him because he seems a top kid. Yeah. He's a nice lad. We might get a British belt. We might get a British title, something like that. Yeah. For him to have achieved everything he's achieved, especially over the last two to three don't years. Don't forget when he got knocked out by Derry as well. Well, mate, it didn't look that like was before was... Derry. 2007 was before Yeah, that's the... what I mean. And then the exactly. Derry setback as Absolutely, well. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Yeah, So then everything that's happened the last two, three years where he's become world champion, he's beaten this, he's obviously all the stuff that's happened outside the ring with the burglary and all this type of stuff. For him to. Anything now for me is a bonus. He's exceeded my expectations. 100%, yeah, yeah. So if he pulls off the un- unbelievable against Jorge Linares, I go, fucking fair play, mate. But I'm not disappointed that he's got beat off a geezer that is a great... Pound for pound, yeah. What you were, to- what you were looking at at the weekend, for me, is, a- is the difference between a really good fighter and a fucking great fighter. That's the difference. And at the top, 
it's fucking tough. It's tough at the top. There's there's, yeah, yeah. there's percentages, one, two, three percent. It's like Canelo very, very against, top. Canelo proved against Liam Smith. You know, Liam Smith was an established world champion, proved himself to be world class. But then you step in against someone that's pound for pound class, truly great, truly one of the best of this generation. And unfortunately, that happened to Collar at the weekend. You know, I, I'm not saying it was a mistake to fight Linares because obviously Crawler come out of that first fight and we had him on the show and he said, you know what, I can do better. I can improve on that. I think Crawler respected him well, a bit too said, much in the first fight. Well, he said, I can fight. do better. He can't do better. That's, that's what, what he said. Yeah, exactly. But that's that was the, the gamble, you see, that Anthony could perform better because that was Linares, where he is now in his career, that's as good as he can be the first fight. Now, unfortunately, I thought Anthony probably was marginally better than the first fight. But Linares was fucking way better than the silly, first fight. Silly. It was poetry, mate. It, it he kind poetry. of lived up to that whole expectation around him. In the, fir- the fight against uh, Kevin Mitchell, in the first fight against Crawler, he did look like a guy that isn't going to quite hit that top level, that golden boy. And everyone was for years been telling us this kid's special. He kind of thought, no, nah, he's, on, he's on the slide. You know, he's, he's winning three belts or four belts in three different weight classes and stuff. It's caught up with him now. And you know, and everyone was was saying, oh, you know, age, age has caught up with him. It's a factor now. And then you look and you think, wait a minute, there's only a year between them. He's 31 and Crawler's 30. They've both had like 45 fights or whatever it is. So they're, they're very similar. So to think Linares is going to grow old overnight, oh, wait a minute, there's just as much chance that Anthony grows old overnight. I don't think either of them did on Saturday. I think we got the best of both of them. Yeah, we did. The problem was Anthony's world class and Linares is fucking absolutely very special indeed. And I thought, to be honest, I've not seen his entire career. I've seen far more of Anthony Crawler than I've seen of Jorge Linares, admittedly. But potentially that was the best performance of Linares' career. Absolutely. That's what Crawler's got to take away no from No question. It. Absolutely magnificent performance. His footwork, his shot selection. He didn't miss a fucking punch. He couldn't miss. I, and I, I messaged you, first, didn't I, first bell, first minute into the fight, Anthony's looking, he's leading with that right hand, he's open to an uppercut, like, look out for an uppercut. He's walking on. I literally called it, and it, and in that, when he, when he hit him with that seventh round uppercut, my God, you know, I just, when he, the way he went down, the old stanky leg, he, he, his knee gave out, I thought, he ain't getting up, Colin ain't getting up off that, but just as Derry, Derry Matthews, who was on the show last week, previewing it, and Derry said, Anthony Crawler's best traits are the fact that he's got a great chin, he can take a shot and come through it. But not only that, he's got the best poker face in boxing. He just does his expression doesn't change. And so you don't know. And I think that played out exactly in that fight. I thought Linares hit him with a world class uppercut, dropped him heavy. He didn't I know he didn't go down heavy, but he was in trouble. He recovered that quickly. And then to come back and win the eighth round the way he did. You know, for me, that was Crawler's best round, the eighth round, after he picked himself up from getting from that big uppercut. I think that poker face, as Derry said, is what threw Linares. I think yeah, Linares yeah. went on the back foot thinking, fuck me, I've just hit him with a world-class shot, and he's coming at me. It hasn't put him off at all, and that's that poker face that came into play. I think Crawler was magnificent at the weekend. The problem is, you know, there's levels to this thing, and, you know, there's a handful of fighters on the planet that are truly, truly world, you know, great class, let's say. And um, Linares is one of them, and I think Crawler just came up against something a bit special. But the great thing is, I haven't heard anyone say that's it for Crawler now. No, it's definitely not. Definitely not. You lose against somebody like that, similar to Liam Smith losing to Canelo. There ain't no shame in losing to guys like that. But it's not an L. It's a you know you don't count it as a loss. You count it as a lane. 
learn from it. He he now has got nothing to fear against Turbo Terry Flanagan or any of the other lightweights or even moving up to well, let's do Burns. that. Let's do that, man. Because what is next? What do you want to see next? Um, I would love to see, obviously, like all of Manchester, I would love to see the Flanagan fight. From the sounds of things, I know Eddie Hearn spoke to our uh, our, our own roving reporter, young El Foster, uh, and told El that it's he's on a fight by fight contract with Eddie Hearn anyway. Crawler is not tied into some long deal with Eddie Hearn right now, so if the deal is on the table, Crawler can fight on BT Sport against Anthony Fla- uh, against Turbo Terry. That fight could happen. Obviously, Flanagan's got a, a good fight coming up. He's got to come through first. But for me, you've got Manchester United against Manchester City, Manchester Arena. Crawler practically sells it out anyway. That fight should definitely happen. If that fight can't happen for political reasons or whatever, then yeah, 100%. There's no fear, I think, going to fight Ricky Burns, not when you've just fought Jorge Linares. Do you want Burns, though? For me, for me, right? Yeah, okay. I understand that Eddie Hearn might want to make the Ricky Burns fight, yeah, because you can step up in weight. They're both his fight. That's obviously if Ricky Burns comes through with Dongo. If he comes through in Dongo, then there's a fight there that you can step up quite comfortably and do what you need to do and maybe reclaim a world t- championship because that's, I've no doubt, is the carrot that he's dangling in front of Anthony's face. Yeah. I don't think he's... I know this is going to sound stupid and I'm speaking for him, but I don't think he's that driven by cash, you know. I really don't. I think he's driven by the glory of it. Yeah. And he wants the belt. To become a two-weight world champion, that's something else to write on about, isn't it? 100%. And I think that is what dangles in front of him. However, this is now the perfect time for the Terry Flanagan fight. Yeah. It's there. Terry Flanagan is... De- he, he, He's desperate. He needs that fight, Terry Flanagan. He does, yeah. He he's needs fighting, the, he's fighting the kid a week of Saturday that the majority of people don't know much about, right? Yeah. And I guarantee there will not be 15,000 people in the arena No, nope. compared to what we've just seen with Crawler fighting Jorge Linares, okay? So Terry Flanagan, in my opinion, is elite. He's got the longest undefeated streak as a British fighter, world champion, that is currently active at this moment in time. I think it's 32-0. and 0. He's, He currently is. Yep. He comes through it, he'll be 33-0. and 0. But he needs a big, big fight. He needs a huge fight. I mean, if you listen at the weekend to the TV, I think even Terry's tweeted about this. You listen to the TV at the weekend, they're all talking, oh, who's next for Jorge Linares? It's got to be Mikey Garcia. You know what I mean? He's got to get in with him. Well, hang on. Turbo Terry Flanagan's the WBO champion. Why can't he get in with him? You know what I mean? He fancies Manchester as Linares. Why can't he make that happen? All these... All, he seems to be like the forgotten man. He desperately needs a name on his record now, does Terry Flanagan. Anthony Crawler is that guy. I mean, what a platform. Even if it's on Sky... It won't be on Sky because Frank desperately needs Terry to do this on BT Sport. Of course. It will be. If it happens, it will be on BT Sport. But yeah. if he fights show. Anthony Crawler and beats Anthony Crawler, that is the one. Terry Flanagan needs this fight. This is the perfect opportunity for him to make that. And I genuinely think that Anthony Crawler is in the driving seat for that to make a shitload of money. Yeah. He could go to Frank and say, listen, you've got to offer me seven figures to be able to make that fight happen. And if you do, I'll do it. Yeah, I think that's what Eddie Hearn was saying as well. It's got to be a seven-figure fight. But for me, it's a 50-50. You know, that's an easy negotiation. You bring... Crawler brings the, the, the bums on seats and the attention. He's the big name. the belt. 50%. And, and Turbo Terry brings the belt. Absolutely. 50%. 50-50 split. You guys go, you know, put, put it on BT Sport. Frank does the show. Not a problem. And, you know, it's... It's great because Crawler jumps straight back into a world title fight, so the motivation's there. Also, it's a local derby, and he's got good record against local derbies. He's stopped Stephen Foster. He's stopped John Murray. Um, you know, Crawler will absolutely fancy that one in Manchester. And you're right, and, and Flanagan needs it. Flanagan needs that kind of a name. So I, I can't see Linares Flanagan because Flanagan, to be honest, I think Linares probably sells more tickets in Manchester than Flanagan does, I'm sorry mm-hmm. to say. But I think Linares now will be taking down the road towards a Mikey Garcia fight. He's off to Vegas. That's Vegas. That, that's off a to Vegas. Vegas fight now, yeah. After a performance like that, the pressure to, for him to box in Vegas next will be uh, a little bit too much. But you're right. Turbo Terry then doesn't... 
Flanagan's got to think if I beat Crawler, then I can get then I'm I can get Linares. close to Linares then, yeah. I'm close to the Linares Garcia winner. That's he needs it. You know, it's kinda of like that Kel Brook syndrome and it he needs it. He needs that big name to take him to the next level. Stupid is to say that when he's the man with the world title. Yeah, he's, I know it's he, crazy. He's the boy that's the world world champion. Who wins Linares Garcia? Oh, that's a great fight, you know. Absolutely great fight. I would um the difference is I think Linares Boxing-wise, has probably got the edge, certainly after that performance against Crawley. You'd, you'd have to see him start on his favourite. But unlike Crawler, Garcia has got the equaliser. He's got that one-punch knockout power which could turn the fight on its head. Oh, I think it's a brilliant fight. And you know what? Make a note of this. I'm going to go with Garcia via knockout in the eighth. Garcia to knock out Jorge Linares in the eighth, in the eighth round. round. After losing the first six rounds. Nah, mate. After losing the first six rounds, so he's well behind, yeah. he just gets absolutely bingoed. There you go. You, you, you just asked me for the fucking prediction. There you go. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Now then, I did say that I've got something quite special lined up for everybody that follows us um, with this podcast on a week-to-week basis. So, so the young gentleman that slagged me off last week to say, hey man, stay on your fucking holidays. You're banned. No, you're not banned. You're My allowed mate. to participate. Of course, you're allowed to participate because you listen to the show on a week-to-week basis and we thank everybody for being able to do that. Um, as you are fully aware, a week of Saturday, 8th of April, in Manchester, Terry Flanagan, who we've just been talking about, is defending his WBO lightweight crown. Um, also on that bill is uh, Liam Smith against Liam Williams. Nicola Adams makes her uh, professional debut on that bill. We've got Paul Butler, who features on our... Uh, um, Radio City Talk Show this week. He's a special guest. Go and have a little bit of a listen to that. It's available uh, on iTunes now for download. But he's also on that card as well. Jack Catterall, the man that's been in our studio recently, is also your on that son, card. Your son, yeah, your son. My lad, you know what I mean? He's going to be there. Uh, so it's stacked. It stacks up. There's some decent uh, decent com- uh, competition on that particular bill, mainly Beefy versus Liam Williams, which we're all excited about. Williams. So... I get back off holiday after being slagged off, of course. Uh, and I put a fo- uh, phone call into Frank uh, Warren because we're arranging fighters to come into the studio. So Paul Butler's in there. We're hopefully getting Beefy in there. We'll be getting Liam Williams on the show, hopefully. Terry Flanagan will be doing a bit yeah. of an exclusive. Going to get wins. my mate Gary Lockett on as well. Liam's, yeah. Liam Williams as coach. He's my mate. Gary, Absolutely. So. All these guys are going to be on the show, hopefully, over the next seven days. So make sure you uh, subscribe to our podcast. But as well as that, we fancy a night out, man. We haven't, yeah. had a, we haven't had a big night out for a long period of time. So I've had a word with Frank. And we've done a bit of a deal going forward with him, obviously, being on BT and all this type of stuff. He said, hey, lads, fancy? do you fancy a guest list? Fucking right, we fancy a guest list. Yep. How many can we have on that guest list? For you boys, unlimited. Crack on, right? So, therefore, this is what we are so we going t- to do. So, we took the piss. <laughs> we've taken the piss massively, right? <laughs> so, basically, if you want to go, you can go. It's as simple as that. That's how we're going to do. However, we, we want you to do something for us. In the process, because obviously if we say, if you want to go, you can go. And then everybody that listens to our show, like all 20,000 people just fucking turn up. <laughs> 5,000 aren't going to be able to get into the arena, are they? Because it only holds 15. So yeah. here we go. This is what we're going to do. First of all, there's three ways of entering. I want you to go to our Facebook page and just like the page. That's as simple as that. Just go and like the Facebook page at Fight Disciples. If you like that Facebook page... Nick's going to randomly pick out a shitload of names off there and we'll stick you on the guest list. We'll get in contact with you via our Facebook by next Tuesday, okay? Yep. So by next Tuesday, we'll get back in contact with you and say, hey, man, you're on the guest list. Get yep. yourself down there and come and have a bit of a crack list. And, and people can, you know, if you're, if you're already followers, get your bird to follow us as well or your mum or your nan. 
because oh, you can enter people as many can hedge times the bets. This yeah, is what yeah, I'm yeah, saying. Okay. There's three ways of entering. You can enter as many times as you want to this competition. And who knows? You could win three, four times and you can just bring all your mates if you want. Six years could come. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Um, second way, follow us on Twitter. That's a, these are dead simple ways of doing it. We're yep. not going to ask you a bullshit question. Science. We are not going to insult your intelligence about boxing This ain't knowledge. no competition. We've got a guest list. We've yeah. actually got a guest list for the fight where we're giving away tickets in pairs. You can come with us, courtesy of Fight Disciples, courtesy of Frank Warren. You can come to that world title fight in Manchester and be on our guest list. This is fucking awesome. So there Love you go. It. First one, like the Facebook page. Second one, follow us on Twitter. Dead simple. Just follow us on Twitter. You don't even have to talk to us if you don't want. Just follow us on Twitter. Simple as that. Yeah. Last one, and this is the this is the barnstormer, because I think this is where we're going to do the majority of our guest list, because this is where I want to focus on, right? I want you to go to iTunes. Now, I know that you've stumbled across us, and you're thinking, well, 10 minutes ago, this dickhead was talking about pork pies on an airplane, right? And you think to yourself, is this really for me? Well, I'm telling you it's for you. This is for you, brother. All right, or sister. I'm not sexist. I want you to be a part of this on a week-to-week basis. I want you to come and join this Fight Disciples revolution because we've got a lot lined up for 2017. Go and subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe. Don't just click on us week-to-week thinking what they're doing this week. Hit subscribe and therefore you will always get our content before anybody else. Every Wednesday morning, every Thursday morning. You get it before anybody, okay? So go to iTunes, subscribe. Check us out. Fight Disciples. Simple as that. Fight Disciples. On your podcast app. That's it. Subscribe via iTunes and then go and write us a five-star review. Even if you fucking never listened to us before and you think we're shit, go and write a five-star review. But I we... want tickets. <laughs> yeah, mate. Five-star, I want me some tickets. That's it. That's all you got to do. <laughs> Put in a five-star review, I want some tickets. These lads are fucking well funny, right? That's all you need to do, right? Write something highly amusing in there and then we will go through that list. Like I said, we're not giving away a pair of tickets. We're not giving away two pairs of tickets. We've got a fucking guest list. We're yeah, going yeah. to fill it. We're going to take the piss with it. Like okay? We've got loads of tickets. Don't worry. Yeah, we've, okay. we've, we've blagged Frank. So we're so. going to sort you out. So come and have a bit of a night out with us. Manchester, yeah. April the 8th. The main way of entering is to go to iTunes, subscribe to the podcast, write a five-star review, obviously tell us that you want the tickets, and we will get back in contact with you that way. Don't forget that Liam Smith-Liam Williams fight is for the WBO interim belt. So technically, when Canelo fucks off, right, one of them is going to be a world champion, isn't they? Yeah, exactly. So come on, get yourself on there. It's going to be a great night out with us. There'll be at least 100 fight disciples, 200... I don't know how many we're going to do, but we'll just get in there. Get yourself on. We'll take over. And go and get involved with our first guest list of 2017. It should be an absolute barnstormer. I want my mate Andrew Guilford as well to post a special five-star review with his simply just saying, bring back Derry. Because Andrew's the guy. I know who the fuck he is! (laughs) I know who he is! He wasn't getting a name check this week! (laughs) You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Now then, um, as I said at the start of the show, I didn't have my phone on me last week, and I'll speak about this in more depth on tomorrow's UFC show, because when I go on holiday, I like to concentrate purely on my kids, my wife, whoever's on there, so I don't like to get in contact with anything that's going on in the outside world, so I've been away from the world of boxing. I didn't even find out about about Golovkin and uh, Jacobs until the Monday morning, you know? So imagine my surprise when I return back, and obviously I'm knee-deep in obviously watching that Boer Fest mm-hmm. uh, from the Blackpool uh, boys at the weekend, and then obviously getting stuck into the qualify. I'm doing yep. a bit of social media surfing. Imagine my surprise when I see a little bit of a Twitter spat between our boy Tony the Bomber, Bellew, and uh, Chris Eubank Jr. Weird. Weird? Fucking brilliant. Absolutely brilliant banter going back and forth. Eubank Jr. Gen- genuinely fancies it because then I do a little bit of research into it 
and I'm led to believe that Eubank Jr.'s dad, Eubank Sr., has contacted Eddie Hearn inquiring about, let's do this and maybe a catchweight. What do you reckon? Are you for fucking real, man? Are you for real? The guy fought at heavyweight, and you're technically a middleweight. You've only just stepped up to super middle. Yeah. What are you even thinking? Do you know what it stinks of? It stinks of when they were ru- rumoured to be signing to fight Triple G. PR, man. It's like, fucking get your name associated with the biggest you know, fighter of the moment. It's the oldest trick in the book. And it's kind of embarrassing, to be honest with you. I read it and was just like, oh, for fuck's sake. Come on. You know, and Bell, you, did you see, I see Bell used come back to him with something like, you know, I was boxing while you were still in your daddy's ball sack. Well, his exact like words, which class. was probably the greatest put down, were, um, you want me to get down to 12 stone? Last time I was 12 stone, you were still in your dad's sack and you should still be there, you prick. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, hats off and shine. Well End done. of conversation. End yeah. of chat. <laughs> the Drops the mic, head. walks out the room. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, uh, yeah, it's the it's same old Eubanks, isn't it? Talking bullshit and uh, not backing it up with their fists. You know, does anyone really care now? I don't know. Crack on with your IBO belt. Well, it kind of kind of links me in nicely to Billy Joe Saunders because obviously off the back of the Golovkin Jacobs fight. Now, obviously, we didn't speak about this last week because I wasn't here. Yeah. Personally, I want to see that again. Golovkin Jacobs, hundred percent. I uh, think Johnny Jacobs deserves it. You no, know, absolutely. But the rumours were obviously that uh, Billy Joe Saunders Golovkin was going to be signed and sealed and delivered and obviously announced off the back of that particular fight. Yeah, wasn't it supposed to be Kazakhstan at the World yeah. Expo and stuff like that? Yeah. 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 <clears throat> so, um, according to Billy Joe Saunders' social media this week, he's given uh, Golovkin till Friday to pull his finger out his ass and do this fight. Otherwise, he's informing Frank to say, "Listen, let's fuck this off and let's go down some of the routes and see what else uh, we can do." Shame, really, because again, we mentioned earlier on Terry, Terry Flanagan needs a fight. Billy Joe Saunders needs that coming of age fight, doesn't he? He needs that big boy fight. He's the WBO champ. If you want the belt, go and get it. Get it signed up. I know. It must be heartbreaking for him because he's, you know, it's the old Jeff Horn syndrome. He, he seems like it was all done and deal and it was rumoured to be announced after the fight against Jacobs that Triple G's next match was going to be there and it was going to be Billy Joe and a, to bring all the belts together and stuff. But, you know, Danny Jacobs put in such a good performance that I think now Triple G and his team and the American Networks are putting him under pressure to do the rematch. Well, on the back of that, though, if you want some money, Triple G, you better have come to UK because I've, I've checked your pay-per-view numbers, mate. 170,000 for Isn't that fight. What does that A unification you, at middleweight, 170k, that's fucking bullshit. In America. I know. It just shows you that American boxing pay-per-view is absolutely on its arse. And we've spoke about this previously, about the dwindling numbers, but that's like, you know... That's an insult. If the UFC do those kind of pay-per-view numbers, it's like fucking Somebody's getting fired. disaster. Somebody's you know getting I mean? fired, man. And that's but that's the norm now for the you know, we talk about these pound for pound stars and Lomachenko and Triple G and Canelo and they just don't do Canelo aside, Canelo does decent numbers because they're Mexicans, but the rest of them, fucking hell, that that is a really poor turnout. And mm. someone's not doing their job because Triple G get Jacobs. That was genuinely for the number one slot. I'm sorry, Billy Joe. You know th- those yeah, two yeah, guys. Yeah. That's number one, and he's number two. So that was genuinely the unification fight to find out who's the best middleweight on the planet. No ifs, no buts. That's a fact. Who the fuck is not selling this right? Like, there's there's a market out there for fight sports. We know that the UK it's hotter than ever. People are putting in big numbers. Bellew against David Hay absolutely smashed it over here. Someone is not doing their job in America because that fight should sell. Fight fans should be wanting to see that fight. It's a great fight, and it was a great fight as well. Mm. 
frightening stuff. 170,000 pay-per-views, that's what that did. Uh, just yeah. a, just a, a little note on the uh, <clears throat> middleweight division. We know that, obviously, Billy Joe Saunders is desperate for that uh, Triple G fight, and hopefully, by the time you are listening to this, maybe you're listening to this at your own leisure at the end of the end of the weekend, it's already been announced that they're going to do it. Fingers crossed that that does happen, but um, the WBC have uh, issued a mandatory situation for Jamal Charlo, the boy that obviously stepped up. He vacated at 154. He stepped up to 160. Jamal Charlo is going to be fighting uh, Jorge Sebastian. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the WBC mandatory. Um, and obviously, Golovkin's the WBC title holder, which then could come into fruition and hold Billy Joe Saunders up even more. So if what yeah. I'm saying is, if, if Golovkin and Jacobs do a deal where do they rematch, fight again, Billy Joe might be... Jamal goes and kicks this kid's ass, yeah. then obviously the WBC mandatory situation might kick in and he might have to face Golovkin next. So therefore, Billy Joe just keeps getting passed, passed further away. Yeah, exactly. I think right, it's, you know, he's got to strike while the iron's hot, and it, it must be so disheartened for him, knowing full well that a Triple G fight was on the table, and he wanted it, and he was willing to go to Kazakhstan, Kazakhstan to make it happen. To have that taken away must be heartbreaking. But mm. unfortunately, you know, I can't. I've got to be honest. I think Danny Jacobs deserves the rematch. No, 100%. I want to see the rematch more than 100%. I want to see Billy Joe fight Triple G. I'm sorry, and I'm glad that you have. Um, even though you did take the piss out of me, um, you didn't rub in on um, last week's show that you did accident. You you predicted actually what would happen. Yep. Uh, that uh, Golovkin would beat Jacobs on points. I did say that he might get up off the canvas. Uh, to do it, Golovkin. It was the other way around, though. Jacobs yeah. had to get up off the canvas. I thought Jacobs was the nuts. We're not going to go too much into that because everybody's watched that now and, uh, yeah, and yeah. seen that over the last two weeks. Um, I'm glad <clears> you made a note of the fact that I was right. Yeah, again. fuck off. Uh, <laughs> um, what do you make of Lee Selby being a free agent? By the way, did you see that? Yeah, seeing that. Yeah, it's quite unusual. Weird. Um, it, I don't know what's going on. Is David Hay getting back involved again? Is he is he going to sign with David Hay now? Because he kind of David Hay got him on that bell. Hey, make card. a tri-star, whatever it's called. Uh, yeah, with Richard Schaefer. Richard Schaefer. Yeah. So I guess I guess they because that was back the, in the promote game that, again because we said it was weird that he was so far down the list on the undercard. Yeah, he was like first on. Lisa, we're talking Lee Selby. Yeah, he yeah. was the first on, and we thought that's fucking weird. Why has that happened? And it it seemed to be a bit. Now it makes a bit more sense because it seems to be a rush deal because that was his last uh, contracted fight with Matchroom. Mm-hmm. He's now his contract has gone, yeah. so he is a free agent. In a way, that kind of frees you up nicely to be able to do what the fuck you want. He's still world champion. He can do what the hell he wants to do, can't he? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. There's fights with Frampton there. There's fights with the likes of Leo Santa Cruz. All these type of characters that I'm sure he's in the mix with at this moment in time. Um, and we know that he is mates. With Haymaker, that would be a huge signing for Haymaker Tristar, that because he is, of course, he is be, legit. Yeah, it would be an absolutely huge signing. I just don't know how much of that business is built on the fact that David Hay is going to continue to fight. Uh, I know he's adamant that he is going to continue to fight, but you know, David Hay, as he's proven in the past with Haymaker Promotions when they when they had their first stint, um, you know, David Hay's in the business of David Hay. He's not in the business of Lee Selby. Yeah, you know what I mean, so I I don't know whether that's. The right decision for Lee Selby, only time will tell. Obviously, the good thing is, if you go with a promoter like that, it's kind of like being... It's it's hard to make make the comparison because the Barry McGuigan and the team at Cyclone are doing such a fucking amazing job. But what I'm trying to say is, if you're kind of with an independent promoter, like like I'm guessing they will be, who isn't t- tied to a specific deal, yeah. then you can fight you a, an Eddie Hearn show, you can fight in a Frank Warren show, you can fight on a show over in the US, a Golden Boy or whatever, without really having been tied to any kind of TV deal. So in that regard, it could could be hugely beneficial for Lee Selby. Financially as well? Yeah, yeah. Well, you'd like to think so, yeah, mm. obviously. No, absolutely. Um, one fight that we're not going to be seeing is White Chisora. Not happening. Not enough dough in there. 
They won't do 50-50. Why are you not doing 50-50? The fight was a 50-50 fight the first time round. One of the fights of the year, the be- definitely yeah. the British fight fans. Well, exactly. Chisora signed up for another fight now, but it's massively disappointing because that was one of the best heavyweight fights I've ever seen. Yeah. You know, and no one expected it. Nobody expected that fight. And what we got was an absolute fucking humdinger. And it's really heartbreaking that we're not going to see it again. I think Chisora probably fancied it. I just don't think Dillian White did. Dillian White's more focused on calling out Tony Bellew these days. Dream on, son. Like, you... You've got to understand this sport about levels and timing, and you're at a different level and a, a completely the wrong fucking time. Mm. You are nowhere near a Tony Bellew fight. Had he jumped straight back in with Chisora and done a number on Chisora, then maybe, but he's just had a great fight against Chisora. It's like, I don't know, I don't know where these, these people are a little bit bonkers sometimes, so you just got to think, you know, you've got to know your level, you've got to know where your station is, and... For me, that's a massive opportunity missed. And I know he went on social media and said, nobody's interested, there's no money in it. I beg to differ. I don't know a single fight fan that wouldn't want to see that rematch. Everyone, because the first fight was fucking great. Mm. So why is there no money in it? There's got to be money in it. Surely Sky won it. Surely Sky got a great reaction to that fight. We, everyone was buzzing about it. I don't understand how you can say there's no money in it. It's crazy. No money in it personally. I don't think he's getting paid. It, what Basically, Dillian White's argument is that he, want, he believes now that it's all about progression and he wants to be getting paid more money for the next fight than he did for the previous fight. Well, would, would you have balked if they said, right, we're going to do the rematch on the undercard of, of uh, AJ versus Klitschko? No, would have been fucking great. Yeah, that's a fantastic fight Absolutely. for the undercard. And it's and I can't believe it's not and done. it's Wembley, and it would have been more money. I can't believe it's not been done Just like don't that. understand. For, for me, that thing is saying there's no money, that's bullshit. There's, there is money in it. That's a fact. People want to see it, so there's money in it. Mm. I just don't think, you know, somebody doesn't want it to happen, which has always signed up for another fight already. He's obviously gone... It's not happening, so I'll move on. Mm, fair enough. What do you think? What did you make of? Uh, did you catch the fact that Liam Smith went and fought out in Barcelona cheeky. on a cheeky little number, cheeky little dirt bag? There's yeah. two. There's two things I looked into that right. Um, One a weekend in Barcelona. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Get on the last down the old last ramblas. Um, the main things that I look at that is that well, mainly I mentioned earlier on didn't I, that that fight now between him and Liam Williams is now a WBO interim belt, and that can't happen if you're coming off a loss. Yeah. So because he's now coming off a victory that can now be you issued. Can, yeah, yeah. So therefore, kind of good business sense to be able oh, to do that. Yeah, way. Yeah. But more more so, forget that. I don't think that was the main driving force and the reason behind it. Personally, I think it was psychological. I think he's been out of the ring for quite a period of time. His last defeat was obviously that crushing defeat to Canelo. Yeah. It was a case of, let's get in there, let's blow off a little bit of rust, let's get maybe a bit of confidence back, yeah, yeah. let's get a little bit of psychological confidence back, let's feel what it feels like to win again, yeah. and then... It's about sharpness, isn't it? It was, got, it was completely and utterly under the radar. As very well. good, though. It was like I liked like, it. No one knew anything about it. That that's only happened once before that I know of. That I've sorry that I've been associated with, and like because I I it was the morning after I went Liam Smith, Liam Smith won in Barcelona last night. I was like, what? I didn't even know he was. No one knew he was fighting. They didn't even four, announce it. It was only a four rounder, wasn't it? It was only a four rounder, but it was like it was the following morning when it was like, oh, Liam Smith won last night, and now it's triggered this, and he can fight for the. And I was like. Nobody even nobody even mentioned it before, and nobody reported on the fact that he was going to Barcelona for this fight. It literally got told. reported in the aftermath. Now, it reminded me years ago when I was working for the Liverpool Echo and Tony Moran, the former British title challenger, uh, world title challenger, former British champion. He um, he actually fought in the very tail end of his career. He fought for the WBF version of the world title, which is you know fringe, fringe in Glasgow, fringe, up in Scotland. Yeah, yeah. And I was on the beat at the Pool Echo at the time, and it got announced with about two weeks to go before the fight. It didn't get announced. You know, it basically got talked about, but announced makes it sound like it was on fucking Sky Sports or whatever. No one really knew about it. It was very quiet, but it got confirmed. And Tony Moran actually rang me and went, 
don't do a piece in the middle of Pool Echo. And I was like, what? You've, you know, you're getting a, a version of a world title. Okay, it's not a great world title, but it's a bit. He said, me missus is massively heavily pregnant and it asked, and like I promised that I've retired and I don't want her to know because she'll kick off and it'll upset and everything. So I didn't do a piece in the, in the Liverpool Echo and he went up to Glasgow and fought for this WB. Won it as well. Yeah, it was crazy, crazy little story. And then he, he found his wife on the way home. He said his wife, he was waking up in Glasgow on the doors or something. <laughs> found on the way home. Instead of bringing a belt home. Sorry, I didn't tell you. Good Weird. lad. Good lad is Tony, yeah, yeah. But that, yeah, I personally thought that it was, I think it's a good thing. Yeah, to come now, he bounces into that fight with Liam Williams. He's taking it dead Fresh, seriously. Just had four nice rounds. Absolutely, shake off the cobwebs. And psychologically, I won. Yeah. I won my last fight. I'm ready yeah. to go again. You know what I mean? And I, I personally thought it was uh, whoever's decision it was for that. I thought it's uh, well, a it was a win-win, wasn't it? Win-win because it allows that WBO interim belt. It allows him to shake it off. And uh, yeah, it, it makes perfect sense. Bit of a risk, obviously, in of case course. if he gets a head clash or something yeah. and opens up a cut, then the, the big fight's off. But they obviously weighed that up and realised that the WBO interim belt meant more than anything else. So, man, it's shaping up that fight in it. You know, I need. I want to talk about that next already. week, and I'm so excited hold about it. Hold it, it. it's it a hum dinger. Hold it. Next week, we're going to be doing a special on that. Obviously, we'll hopefully have every single man and his dog that's connected to that fight and that night um, on our all our shows next week, and hopefully, you're going to be there with us as well. Um, because we are running a little bit of a guest list competition, of which I'm going to tell you about in a minute. Um, this went not under the radar, because I've no doubt you saw it. I was just out in Tenerife. Josh Taylor won uh, at the yeah. back in the last week in class. on Friday. He's a class act, that kid. Class, great finish, great yeah. left hand. Yeah, really good. Um, glad that he's uh, doing his thing, and hopefully he's going to be in that mix as well. With we need to get him on the show, Burns. man. I like Josh Taylor. We need to get him on the show. Mm. We'll make that happen. We'll speak to our producer, and uh, he can make that happen in the next couple of weeks. We'll get Josh on. Did you spot as well that uh, Paul Smith wasn't at the Crawler fight because he was out in in Germany went out to go and watch uh, Tyron Zug uh, take on Isaac Ekbo, which was a little bit of a damp squib, really, because a cut stopped that fight. Technical decision for uh, Zug. Yeah. After what were it five or six rounds, something like that, they yeah. ended up calling it off. Good that Paul's out there, though. It means he's obviously he's in, the in the mix. mix. Someone's he's in the taking mix him for a title yeah. shot. Yeah. The, you know, he's in a he's in a it's somewhat enviable position that he's everybody's kind of first choice for a voluntary. You know, he's and uh, that's a great position to be in. Mm. Especially when you punch like Paul Smith, you know. So it would not surprise me if he got another world title fight. It would not surprise me at all. This is the Fight Disciples podcast. Subscribe now via the iTunes store. Just a little reminder, we are running our guest list competition. It is now officially open. All right, go to our Facebook page, like our Facebook page. You must be on our Facebook page as a person that likes us. Even if you don't emotionally like us just click the button alright you will then be entered into a competition where you can be on our guest list for April the 8th in Manchester Terry Flanagan in action obviously Smith versus Williams is the one that we're all dead excited about you can get yourself on there follow us on Twitter uh, you can also enter that way but more importantly go to iTunes go to iTunes now subscribe to this podcast if you're listening to it you've obviously found us somewhere go to iTunes and subscribe to us and write us a five star review we will just randomly pick a boatload of people to come and join us on April the 8th. When I say we've got a guest list, it's not two people, it's not four people, it's not ten people. It's multiple people. Hundreds. All right? It's exciting, man. I can't wait. It's going to be a wicked We're going to have a bit of a night out. So come and join us on that. Like I said, there's three ways of entering via Facebook, via Twitter, and probably the easiest way is via iTunes because I can see you there. Whether you've hit the button to subscribe, I can see that. And obviously I can then see uh, the five-star review that you have written and I will get back in contact with you, so therefore you can come and join us on that. Five-star review is dead easy. Get on your iPhone, open up your podcasts app, go to your search, 
search for Fight Disciples. You'll see it comes up there with each of the episodes, but you want to click the link below, which says podcast. It's got our little logo on. Click on that, and then you'll see reviews. There's a button in the middle that says reviews. You hit that button, and you can leave a review. As well as Super that, easy. I know we're giving you uh, an opportunity to come to fights with us, um, but we've been thinking about the other type of stuff that you guys get up to on a on a day-to-day basis. Obviously, me and Nick every now and again talk about cooking, which might bore the shit out of you, but you know what I mean? We're into fish pie. What can we say? That's it. Uh, but there are other things that I've no doubt that you get up to in your everyday life, just like me and him. We're both parents. We do holidays with family and all this type of stuff. Don't worry. We're not turning into Judith Chalmers. We're not going to go and fucking review resorts in Tenerife or anything like that. The reason why I bring that up is that we are looking uh, for people to be involved in our show that would benefit you. Um, and we've recently teamed up with a company which we're going to announce very, very shortly mm-hmm. uh, that will aid you if you are, if you're into training, I suppose. If you go to the gym and you, I don't know, you have supplements or you take, you want to get stacked using, we're not talking about juicing up like fucking illegal shit. We're talking about proper supplements, yeah, real yeah. good stuff. You want to get fit, you want to get lean. Yeah, all that type of stuff. Um, we're teaming up with a company that are going to provide some stuff of which we can pass on the benefits to yourselves. Uh, so if you go to the gym and I don't know, you use some type of supplement and you're looking for a new supplement, you're looking for a bit of education on uh, weightlifting and various things like that and cardiovascular and all that type of stuff, then stick with us. We are going to be announcing something around April time, uh, of which I'm sure is going to be hugely beneficial uh, to you. So make sure you're... Hugely beneficial. You turned into the fucking Gruffalo there. What happened? That is my... Hugely uh, beneficial. That's my Tenerife voice. Is it yeah. <coughs> Tenerife fact, sauce voice? That, that's the uh, <coughs> aftermath of the supplement that I've just been taking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just beefing up, mate. Beefing up. <laughs> uh, next week on the show, we, of course, will be previewing April the 8th. The Battle of the Liams. In Manchester. The Battle of the Liams. Yes, Terry man. Flanagan. All these people, by the way, hopefully will be on the show. Um, we've got them scheduled in. They turn up wicked. We'll have them on the show. We'll have a little bit of a chat with them and we'll uh, do some exclusives with those guys as we build up to that. And, of course, I'm going to put a little bit of a warning out now. April the 8th isn't just about what's happening in Manchester. Uh, Lomachenko's back in action. So expect him to be fucking... (laughs) Just that. That's going to be on the show. There's going to be plenty of that. So wear some protective shit on your ears, all right? Lomachenko versus Sosa. It's going to be a jizz fest in the studio. (laughs) Make sure you come and join us. Thank you very much for listening. And don't forget, you can come and join the daily conversation on all our social medias, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Fight Disciples. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.